Hey guys, and what's going on? I hope everybody's doing well. Welcome back to the TXR podcast, and this is episode number 112. I'm your host, Invader, and boy, do we have a heck of a lot to talk about. Some absolutely huge announcements at the Game Awards a few days ago. Also, a bunch of other big industry news, but hey, we'll get into all that in a little bit. First, let me introduce the voices of the show. Jeremy, how's it going? Love it back there. Yes, sir, buddy. How you doing? How are we doing, guys? Doing good, doing good. I'm loving the uh, the green in the background. You got the emerald going, the Forza. Yeah. Nice. I got to represent. I got to. I. <laughs> I got to represent this week, right, Tim? Yeah, Mr. Xbox. We call you that. <laughs> Definitely, Mr. Xbox. Now he has seen the light, the green light. Uh, shock, my man. Hey, I'm sure you'll have a lot to say tonight. How you been? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, it was a uh, some cool announcements in the uh, Game Awards. So, and I've just been running through uh, some my second Metroid Prime game, the Echo. So, <laughs> just trying to do that's, my that's retro another, backlog. That's another nice. great game. Nice, nice. Oh, hi. <laughs> Talking about Metroid. Oh, I'm waiting for the next one to come. All right, Megatron, my man. Uh, how's things over at your end? I know you're feeling a little bit under the weather. Yeah, but uh, things are great, man. I'm ready to uh, get uh, talking about this uh, power of tower we got. And uh, let's uh, have a good show. Talk some, uh, some uh, good stuff to talk about. My kids in the background. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Definitely. Like I'll say tower of power, power of tower, whatever. The tower I was gonna say, are you listening to ponies in the background or something? Dude, <laughs> my daughter is wailing in the background and distracting the hell out of me. I'm sorry. Sorry, I thought you were on Twitter looking at all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Tim Dog. I see you're pretty pumped uh, up already. I see your image there of Phil holding the Tower of Power. Are you excited to talk about the big news, my man? Yeah, really excited. What a week! Huge week. We got Jeremy, Mister Xbox here. He's uh, you know doing backflips. So you know when you have that going on, you know it's a good. You know you know things are going well for Xbox. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Centurion, uh, you ready to charge into the massive announcements? Oh, yeah, definitely. Been looking forward to sit down with you guys all weekend and talk about all the big news and make some people get salty and probably cry. All right, all right. Hey, Southbound, ready to get the uh, TXR party started? What it do, do? Oh, man, this week has been incredible. Wow. Even even Jeremy uh, painted this closet green. Holy closet. shit! <laughs> or the bathroom look like you're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you, you hear say, me? man. Whatever you say. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, what a jerk! <laughs> Let the flinging begin, guys. All right. So we got a pretty pretty full. Uh, <laughs> topic docket on list so let's get into this so let's definitely get started with the game awards now originally i wasn't planning on watching the game awards or at least not much of it still hey you know what guys i was curious and i tuned in and right off the bat you know i gotta say that i i'm happy that i did 
early on we had a huge bombshell announcement and trailer from xbox they unveiled the next gen xbox console the newly named xbox the series x the console yeah. is definitely striking at first glance it's, it's very reminiscent i would say of a small pc tower and it has a huge vent at the top guys i'm gonna put this out here what do you guys think of the announcement how, how do you guys feel about it Don't talk. Nobody's excited. Who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? Listen, we're, we're, I, at, a loss, be, we're at a loss for words. Hey, I'm going to go right here and I'm going to say, wow, who would have thunk it at the Game Awards that Phil would just come out flexing? I mean, I like Vader said, I wasn't planning on watching. I started watching <laughs> a little bit and then I got you know preoccupied and I, I, I you know, I put my phone down because, you know, I, I wasn't watching it at home. And the next thing you know, my Twitter feed just starts blowing up. And I'm like, what the hell? What's going on? What did I miss? And then, you know, you see that. Now, I'm not – I don't really like the look of it yet. You know, yeah. it's going to take a while for me to get used to it because it looks more like a, like an Alexa, you know, device than anything. But, yeah, uh, still, you know, Phil came out, said it's going to be the most powerful. You know, Senua looks scary, scary good. I, you know. It's going to be amazing. I think uh, first and foremost, I think of the, the Game Awards are great for the industry in general, but you know because it showcases the games we love and it gives appreciation uh, to those who you know, just like the Oscars and the Grammys do. But you know, say what you want about Jeff, uh, the guy is very passionate about his show, and I think he does a fantastic job. But that being said. I waited. I mean, Tim would vouch for this, but I waited five long years for Xbox to come out swinging uh, and making a huge impact the way they did. Uh, you guys seen the craziness on social media? That's right here. Seventy k impressions on Twitter. I mean, it was it was probably more than seventy k, but that's the highest I've seen. Seven million views on YouTube. Um, it, this doesn't even include all the sub channels. So. Uh, then you show a powerful Hellblade trailer, which I was telling Tim, holy shit, it was running in-engine. Uh, and, you know, at that time, I was proud to be an Xbox owner. Talk to me tomorrow, but, yeah, that this week was good. But, um, you know, it, I was wrong about Xbox needing to acquire, like, uh, um, you know, Red or another, another major player. But when you guys see what Phil has built, uh, and the mission that he's trying to accomplish. I think gamers are in for a real treat uh, next year and the year after that. So right now it's good to be an Xbox owner and the future is looking pretty bright. <clears throat> Absolutely. It, it really shocked everybody as to, uh, you know, it, it, within a couple of announcements, everyone's like, wait, what's this? You see this trailer, right? You see Master yeah. Chief running. Um, you see what looks like a racing game. There was a car driving there, a race car. Maybe it's a hint at uh, the next Forza. You got uh, soccer players running about in a stadium. And it's like, well, wh what is this? And then, of course, yeah, you see Master Chief. And then you slowly see this uh, 
prism and then it turns into a tower and everyone's just like wow they're actually announcing it i mean everybody's jaw was on the right. floor like wow like they're taking like they're they totally caught everybody off guard but in a good way because everybody was genu genuinely excited they didn't know it was coming right. I'm, I'm so happy that there was no leaks about this at least from what i can remember it was so exciting to seem like damn they they actually did it like kudos to phil and the team for doing this it it brought so much uh limelight to the xbox brand right and i think xbox needed a platform like like the game awards believe it or not they draw a lot of people watching uh, watching their stream uh and you see what kind of impact it made on social media and just in general i think it was a good move by by xbox to uh to announce it there my main man Tim was staring the hell out of that pot, boy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> damn right he was. Mm -hmm. he, Phil Spencer should have still came out and dropped the mic on the stage. At yeah. the end of it all, he should just drop the mic right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that totally set the tone for the Game Awards. You know, I actually showed Downer that tweet from that big PlayStation fanboy, and uh, you know he's over here basically trying to insult the thing he's basically <clears throat> mad at playstation that that you know basically everything xbox showed the console hellblade 2 even made ghost of tsushima look bad um he's completely there he was completely mad at jim ryan like i mean this has definitely made um a lot of people definitely pay attention to xbox all of a sudden and this makes me wonder what PlayStation is going to be doing going forward because, you know, obviously Microsoft is approaching this game console more as a PC rig. They're not going to be treating it like, you know, we're in the 1990s and we're going to be pulling a game console out of the box. These They want to start blurring the lines between PC and console because eventually these, you know, it's going to get so high up there in graphic fidelity that it's going to rival console. I mean, PCs, because, you know, um, I was talking to Fuzzy Belvedere last night with uh, PTK and he's building rigs for his kids to play PC games. And he's actually looking about spending about twelve hundred dollars on one rig. And so right. even if the this um, Series X happens to be $600, I hope it's at the 500 range, but even if it happens to be at 600 it's still going to be at half the price of a PC rig. And, right. you know, I'm going to definitely say right now that this whole idea of, well, you know, because it's, the games are going to be cross-platform, that it's going to hold this... Uh, this uh, new console back that's completely untrue just look at uh red dead redemption 2 to play red dead redemption 2 on the pc you need an asinine computer rig oh yeah like a very expensive i mean components that probably cost you know graphic cards that cost close to a thousand dollars and so that right there you could still play red dead redemption 2 on a more not as hopped up computer just by lowering down the settings. And that's what we're going to get from these games going forward is when you put the game in or download it from the store, it's going to know what console you're playing on and it's going to adjust the game based on that. It's going, you know, like right now when you have the Xbox one X and you put a game in, it downloads the Xbox X enhancements that aren't available on the S and soon we're going to probably have series X enhancements that aren't going to be available on the X. So yeah. I don't see how this is going to hold back anything. And 
I mean, like everybody has been just trying to downplay this. Oh, it's too big. Well, I have things on my entertainment center that are bigger than that. And it's not going to confuse consumers at all because I will not feed into this uh, belief that consumers are sheep and that they're ignorant and they don't know what they're getting themselves into. You know, like look at media today. When you go buy a movie on disc, you get, you get choices, DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, Blu-ray. You go buy phones, right. there's four or five different uh, versions and, of the same and, damn and phone. And you have to remember, people selling it, people selling it's going to tell you, hey, don't you want the newer version? Or, you know what I mean? Hey, we got a special deal on, you know, Series X. So, like, you know, there's always somebody, hey, out there, you know, I don't when care you go into like a Best Buy GameStop. I don't care if you're in middle school or you're, you know, in your 60s. If you're going to go blow five, six hundred dollars or more, yeah. you're going to do your homework unless you're an absolute min- yeah. millionaire and you don't give a flying F. <laughs> well, I mean, just, just look at even True. vacuum cleaners, the Dyson, Dyson vacuum cleaners. There's about freaking seven freaking models of, of vacuum cleaners. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, it, it, it's just people trying to really, um, uh, you know, try to find something when it's really not there. When they had the, this actually, this conversation came up when, if you remember, the Xbox One S came into the equation. People were like, oh, it's going to be confusing, Xbox and S. Uh, Mr. Ryan yeah. McCaffrey there, you know. Yeah, know. <laughs> He's still beating that bandwagon. And, band and, 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 and then all of a sudden, the yes, PlayStation comes out with a Slim and a Pro, you know, so, right, you yeah. know, calm down. But, <laughs> Right, but even so, the last yeah, the yeah, you're talking about a guy who who still didn't upgrade to 4K for what eight months? I mean, come on. He, no, he, he just yeah, did. It was a long. He was wait. He was waiting for ago. somebody to give him a uh, 4K. Yeah, he was waiting for free, uh, free, free TV. You know that. Yeah, but but um, you know, I mean, you look at you look at the situation. The last time they won an MPD was when they had the S, and it just came into the market. So people aren't going to be confused. Like everyone said, the Xbox finally did something yeah. that we Tim, wanted them all to do. What the average com- consumer is going to be confused. I'm telling you right now, and I I know yeah. for a fact because I've seen it myself. The launch I, of the I Xbox disagree. 360. You, so you, the, the launch of the 360. What they, who they tricks the you into one? buying? <laughs> who tricks you, Jeremy, into buying a 360 no. over an X? Well, you guys, you, could. you guys know this about. You guys know this about 15 some, years ago. There's some stupid customers, but the majority yeah. of them have that problem. In my opinion, this is just, we're just in a generation where where multiple devices, uh, you know, in the same line are 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 just known. Just look at the iPhones. Well, you guys know that. I mean, maybe it might be a different age, but uh, back when the 360 launched, it was no secret. You guys know that. I was a manager for GameStop about three or four different locations throughout Southern California. And I was there for the Halo 2 launch, and I was also there for the uh, Xbox 360 launch where they launched the core system, and then they launched the you know the, the, the uh, pro system or the core system. I'm sorry. There was two versions of it. And the customer was always asking questions like what what's the difference between the systems and we'd have to educate them based on uh you know what the the specs were or what the hard drive size were what does it do and what functionality does it have and there was confusion based off that now 
again, we live in a different age to where, you know, like Tim was saying with the iPhones and stuff like that. So maybe that line uh, or that error is done already. But I think to the average guest, there might be some still some some confusion based off that. Back in those days, the internet I mean, maybe wasn't. There's confusion, but it's also confusion that can easily be talked out and figured out, especially with yeah. the Google search. You know what I mean? Back in those days, they people might, didn't have. They might just get rid of the. Um, they might phase out the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X. They'll still support both the systems, of course, but they won't have them as an option. They might only have the Series X. And the series mm-hmm. S is an, is an availability. Yeah. We don't know really what their plan is. Um, we all thought it was going to be a certain way, and look at how it turned out now. You know what I mean? They yeah, threw yeah. us on our head. We, you know, we, everyone's surprised, and and it just goes to show you, just by a flip of a switch, if they do the right thing, and you know, they don't, they don't, they don't hurt themselves, and they and they they do things the fans mm-hmm. are asking for. Uh, you know, the response is, is just goes to show you, you know, you talked about your impressions. Uh, everyone's yeah. talking about Xbox right now. It's kind of exactly. A good thing. Mm-hmm. I'll admit, guys, I kind of like they the look fire, of it. That's for sure. I kind of like the look of it personally. Like I jokingly call it the Xbox monolith just because it looks like something out of 2001 Space Odyssey, you know. That hey, uh, movie. the monolith yeah. changed the history of mankind, just like this is going to change the history of game consoles. But it's <laughs> very true, very true. But I know Shock has a pretty good point here. Yeah, I did want to say about the design, um, like people trying to like knock it. I'm like, if you want any of these consoles to have the power performance that I think a lot of the hardcore are asking for, it's going to have to be built like a PC so it can actually cool it properly to keep up with that performance. Um, and I think with the whole name thing, a lot of people have been talking about Wii U, why that didn't sell. Um, well, I mean, if you look at Nintendo consoles since the NES, uh, they've been on a steep decline every single home console release from Nintendo until the Wii, which wasn't because of their traditional IP just blew up and they were so much better that gen. They they weren't really <laughs> compared to GameCube. It wasn't that much better, um, if if at all. But it was the Wii, uh, Wii Sports. That's what drove it to 100 million. And then it went right back down on that trend to the Wii U where there wasn't much to release. So it wasn't... The Wii U, that part of it had some part of it to do with it, but I guarantee if they had like some, you know, big heavy hitters like they had here, like uh, Breath of the Wild, things like that, they would have sold and pushed a little bit more uh, consoles out. So I don't think it'll, the name will be that much of an issue. Uh, plus the the marketing, I think Microsoft's going to make it really clear, like which one's which. Plus there's going to be a huge price difference between like an Xbox One X, which will probably go down to like with holiday deals, two hundred next next uh, November, um, and then this one's probably rumored. We're thinking like what five six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the parents gonna be like, okay, yeah, it's not that one. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, they're not the making thing. this for kids. I'm sorry. Yeah, and they haven't talked about price just yet. They're probably uh, waiting on that. They haven't really talked about a lot of the specs either. But I think there's an AMD conference happening. Uh, in January, and I saw that Phil Spencer is supposed to be uh, making some kind of announcement. So, uh, oh, that should be interesting. We should get some more details there. 
Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like the look of it. it. At first, I was like, well, I don't know. But uh, it looks uh, pretty cool. I mean, do you guys see that huge vent at the top? And it kind of has like, I don't know if it's like a green illumination or something. But it's a fan. Oh, the, the green part's the fan itself? Yes, that's what I heard. It's the fan. It was, uh, I read it or I watched it on an interview or something. But hey, Tim, did, you, web... did they confirm that it lights up the top? No, I don't know if it lights up or not. I'm trying to find mm. that out myself. But that housing or that, that green thing is, is, is actually a fan. Now, I'm that... thinking that it's, it has an LED on it because it's green. So we shall see. My, uh, my RTX 2700 actually has a green LED fan on that actually keeps it cool. Like my whole computer glows green as a result of it. Oh, yeah. So I could actually I could actually see that. Now, does that mean that they're actually using an actual store-bought uh, graphics chip that's going to be eventually available on the market for people to put in their PCs as well? Because we've That'd all be heard the re we've all heard the rumors that there's things inside this console that are planned to be available for the PC market, but they yeah, won't be available true. at launch. That's great. Mm -hmm, that's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just the the console, uh, the name. I don't know, I'm kind of digging it right now. The more that I've had some, you know, a few days to think about and just kind of reflect. Yeah, I, I'm kind of digging it. Uh, what do you guys think about the controller? We also got to look at that. It doesn't look too different from the current Xbox One controller, except with a little, a few little tweaks. Uh, how are you guys liking it? I find it interesting. Then it show the back of the controller, meaning, you know, we're not going to find out whether or not the controller is, uh, you know, it's self charging, mm -hmm. or you can plug it in and charge, or put batteries in it. That's interesting. I did see that there's a slight design, um, uh, you know, to the controller itself. Obviously, with the trigger buttons, I don't know if they look more wide or or the grip. You know, obviously the grips, but. Uh, there, it's a little bit more asymmetric with, um, you know, with the sides. Doesn't look so rigid like the um, the Xbox One controller, the regular one. Um, so I find that interesting. And obviously the share button, um, you know, that was indistingu indistinguishable. So mm -hmm. yeah, it also looks like they uh, they took some notes from the Elite Two, if I'm not mistaken, on the D-pad a bit. It looks kind of uh, different as well. I'm surprised that uh, I like how David kept it really hush hush on uh, the uh, the share button not being on the Elite Two, and now all of a sudden it's appearing on the new controller. I wonder if that's a reason why they didn't put it on the Elite Two because they wanted that to be something for the the uh, Series X. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm, yeah, and even the uh, the triggers, you know, again they look a little. Uh a little less curved this time around too. So, I mean, I'm I'm glad that they're sticking with the design that they have for it already, but you know, just some minor tweaks here here and there, you know, you don't mess with what's successful, right? Because every the Xbox controller is the the go-to controller in the industry and everybody takes notes off of it. PlayStation did and so on. So, I'm glad that they're not messing with something that that's working. But Hey, you know what? They still got a heck of a lot to tell us about it. Obviously, that 
announcement for the Xbox Series X was massive. It was making waves all through the news. Now, they also did a trailer. There was a trailer showing off. Phil Spencer came up on stage, and we talked about console, like we were just saying. And he stated something about first party and that they're hard at work and shared an announcement for a game for the Xbox Series X. And that game was Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga. And the trailer, guys, it was visually striking. Simply put, the game just looks jaw-dropping from my initial reaction. What do you guys think about it? What was your initial impression? Everything was supposedly in-game. We don't know too much about it yet, but I'm happy. to. I was surprised when I saw Ninja Theory's name pop up. Obviously, they have Bleeding Edge going on now, uh, Hellblade 2. What do you guys think of the announcement? The game looked amazing, and if that's what the uh, the next iteration of the Xbox is going to do, I'll take two. Give me two of those consoles. <laughs> it looks so good, and it scared the hell out of me too. Like I think among uh, a few other people, that chanting, you know, as South was saying, that was that uh, that she was doing. Man, that really that uh, shit was scary. <laughs> it was freaking me. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it earlier on the phone, but yeah, that that no, thank you. Yeah, I'm not a Power tech guy. Christ compels you. I was holding on to my fucking cross on my chest. I was like, no, no. I still say the Hellbade Two trailer was probably my most memorable moment of the VGAs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I those teeth, though, man, those teeth were beautiful. <laughs> like who's your dentist? <laughs> right, they definitely, they definitely impressed. Go ahead, Tim. When you have those video games, even with Red, Red Dead Redemption Two, you always look in the mouth, and there's always like, it looks like there's like a, you know, like you'll see white in it, or it'll be like flickering, and it doesn't look natural. That's the first time when I seen that, I noticed that with the gums and her teeth, I was like. Oh my god, I'm like, it, you know, that might not have been the most popular game that they could have shown, but visually speaking, it's the best thing that they could have shown on uh, on uh, for a series X because it just I thought it looked real. I, I honestly yeah, thought I it was, was a live trailer, yeah. yeah. People thought it was real too. Like, honestly, if, if I should, if we showed that to people who aren't familiar with this, they'll say, Yeah, that's an actor. That's Makes me bad. think how far along they are with Hellblade too, um, and are we gonna get like an early like a release uh, right around? I still think it's been... a couple years out. You yeah, so? they didn't they didn't have any release window for they it. Said early early in development, so you figure two more years. So it'll be well, a holiday twenty twenty one. Now you can see now the lines between what's real in video games and what's not is slowly starting to uh become uh you know scarily <laughs> blurred exactly yeah. exactly and i think the experiences are going to get better that's why you see i mean that's why you see like you know at the video game awards uh you know inter- the entertainment people create these games and it's just amazing you know we're talking about movie quality production in these games and and i think it we're at that stage now to where uh, games are uh, games are raking in a lot more money than than the the movie industry, and you see also with with some of these studios they're bigger than than movie studios themselves. So I think 
the sky's the well, limit. Did, the, did you notice, that, you know, all the people yeah. that were in attendance? Like, there were some big names in there, you know, like yeah. Elon Musk and, you know, Vin Diesel and all that. Like, yeah. I was just really surprised that, you know, Keely was able to pull from that, you know, this, the celebrity, you know, and all that. There, there was a lot of people, like famous people. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, most people think, ah, video game awards, you know, who, who, who really can they attract? But surprisingly, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. actors are gamers too, you know. They had Stephen Curry. You know, I think the overall show um, it propelled the show though, and it, it gave uh, you know for Xbox fans it just we were in a state of euphoria the whole show. So it's like you know mm-hmm. they did what they they did what they wanted to do. It was a risk. It was uh, gutsy and um, to show Hellblade and and. I think everything just came together. I mean, you know, people could argue, say you could have shown Halo, um, but my opinion, Halo is probably better off for, you know, E3, and this is perfect for the, like I said, reiterated, it's the perfect showcase of power for this type of Tower of Power. Yeah. If uh, I may um, say something, everybody keeps talking about how this console reveal, um, Hellblade 2 reveal, is unlike Phil Spencer and Microsoft. I'm holding to the theory that um, Phil Spencer was around in Xbox during the time the Xbox One was revealed, but that was completely botched by Don Matrick and the powers that be that were in charge at that time. And so he hasn't been able to really do the Xbox One generation the way he wants to. He's just always been playing catch up and doing what they have to do to survive this generation. And I feel like now that the Series X is getting ready to come out, Phil Spencer's in charge, we're going to see an actual generation start with Phil Spencer in control. And I really think he's going to show the way he wants this generation to go. And it's going to be completely different from what people are used to just because now he's going to be able to go a direction that he was not able to go in the beginning of the Xbox One generation. I think there's some truth to that, but again, for five years I complained, you know that, you know he he held his his cards close to his chest, and to me, you know, finally he showed a few of his cards, and there were big cards in his hand, where it made an impact. And like I said, you've seen the reviews, you've seen I mean, I'm sorry, you see the media uh, the media talk about uh, this at the Xbox Series X, and the way it just went crazy on social media we're talking twitter youtube it's taken over at least for a few days at least a week where everyone was just talking about xbox and i think that's the impact that they need Mm -hmm, absolutely and it was just it was so surprising not only did we see the console we saw a new hellblade it won so many awards back a couple of years ago at well, the Game Awards, and not to mention many others, uh, definitely has a fan base, definitely well-loved. I'm just so happy to see them. Uh, it's funny when you talk about, because Xbox, for the past like year or so, they've been announcing, uh, I guess you would call more colorful games, multiplayer games, and it's nice to see a, a single-player. Everybody was asking for single-player titles, and now, hey, yeah. we got it. We got it with Hellblade, one of the uh, better known ones this gen. Yeah. 
So I'm glad to see them, uh, you know, kind of answer us there. Uh, but yeah, Hellblade 2, you know, I'm excited. Like everybody was talking about, it. I was looking at the teeth, Senua's uh, teeth there. I was like, wow, what, uh, you know, that's a nice set of pearls she has there. Who's can... your dental hygienist? <laughs> I know, you would not expect some teeth like that in a situation like that. <laughs> No, but it looked it looked My good. Goodness. Everything, but everything from the lighting to just the motions. And I'm I'm very curious to see where they go with this because I mean they showed not just Senua, but there's like I'm not sure if she's leading like an army or something. Like it just it looks cool. Like there's lots of things going what on in my head as to what possessed? this could be. <laughs> you know, I, I liked all the games you just mentioned, by the way, um, Invader, you know, saying the colorful games and stuff they've had in the past. Microsoft is literally giving something for everybody. You want a mature single player experience, you're going to have the stuff coming out in Ninja Theory. You're going to, you know, um, if you want a nice multiplayer game, they have um, Halo coming out. What also comes with single player, but you're going to have Halo coming out. You have Gears 5. You also have um, Grounded that'll be coming out. Um, what's the one that Ninja Theory is also working on? bleeding edge bleeding edge um i mean like literally there is something for everybody to come over to the xbox ecosystem and experience mm -hmm. right. yeah definitely now baseball <laughs> we will definitely definitely get to that you got them jokes <laughs> but yeah there's a lot there's a lot coming in actually now hellblade wasn't the only thing showing off because microsoft had a huge showing here with trailers. Did any of you guys catch the Ori and the Will of the Wisps trailer? Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, Man. not to be that Notice guy the, though, uh, did they change the date? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they did. did. Mm -hmm. They did. They pushed it back month. a month. It was only a month. to March, right? Right. Yeah, you you know yeah. Downer, you know, let off to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I mean, uh, to everyone that doesn't know, we had Thomas Mahler last weekend for an interview uh, from Moon Studios talking about Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and uh, definitely, definitely a very lively, interesting, fun talk if you uh, haven't already checked it out. But Ori, Ori looks amazing. They're like it just uh, the things that they've done with it, from the movements to the story. It just, I'm really excited to check out that game. It had a really good showing. Uh, at the Game Awards. And not only that, guys, we had a game showing off that we haven't seen or talked about in a while. Gears Tactics. They had a pretty cool trailer showing off for that. Anybody uh, looking forward to this title? You know, I was very surprised they revealed it. It looks great. It's, you know, it's a good entry for the Gears series. Uh, I think you're going to see some, uh, some cameos in there, but I think it's going to flesh out the Gears world a little bit more and I think it's a really good that they they're making that game. Let me see that again. Watch that uh, <laughs> Ori trailer because I didn't. I don't know how I missed that, but I didn't see the Ori in the Blind Forest trailer. So, uh, Will of the Wisps. Yeah, yeah. Will of the Wisps. Well, I'm sorry, Will of the Wisps. I'm sorry. That's what Wow, I Megatron. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that collector's wow. edition though. Hey, you know what? Saw... <laughs> he, he works hundred hours a week. Come on, bro. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but that gears though, that gears tactics. I I, I like those kind of strategic games, and it really did catch my I, uh, I'm interest. Not, I'm not much of a PC player, but I think that game is going to draw me in to actually sit down and play a game on PC from start to finish. 
Well, yeah, it's right an RTS, right? Oh, yeah. Right. And I enjoyed Halo Wars 2. No, I, I well, I'm an Xbox console. The game, the game's more like an XCOM, I guess you would say. But now, it, it, did they, did they, yeah, those, Invader, did they say who were making that? It's Splash Damage. Okay. Yeah. The yeah, guys I, who I did Brink. And I think they worked on some multiplayer too for Gears Four, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, they definitely have some talent there, and uh, it so looks no cool. I mean, I'm just excited. Right. Oh yeah, they were pretty. Yeah, but I mean, how, how hard is it really to make an RTS? You know, it's not like they're very high visually, you know, games. So. No, if you did, you see it. I mean, it looks visually impressive, actually. Mm-hmm. That and they talked about the campaign, something about like 45, 45 hours long or something. Like it has yeah. a lot of meat to it. So definitely excited. That's yeah. something I'm, that I'm looking forward pass. to. Pass, pass. Well, they have <laughs> other stuff where, and all these games are coming out uh, in springtime again, Ori and March 11th. I believe yeah. Gears Tactics comes out in April, if I'm not mistaken, or is it May? Around that time frame. We also got grounded, uh, Minecraft Dungeons. A lot. Uh, uh, there's definitely uh, quite a few games come out in that time period, so that's pretty cool. Um, you know, we were worried about Xbox, you know, not having too many first-party games being published, but now, guys, now they're starting to churn out a few. Oh, also, Bleeding Edge coming out in late March. A lot of different yeah. stuff going on here. I'm excited. PSOs coming out in April. Yeah, I just, I just <laughs> want to see more mature titles. You know, all these kitty games. You know, like. I, I can I can just go ahead and miss. I want, I want some adult games for myself. I, you know, I really don't care about you know these little furry things jumping around. You know what I mean? South, why do you got to be a downer for, dude? Jeez. <laughs> oh, he said it, guys. He said it. Did we switch positions? That's what she said. You didn't know you were in the room. That's why. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I have to mention this because Xbox wasn't the only one that showed off a uh, next gen title. Uh, PlayStation also unveiled a PlayStation Five game, Godfall, a, bl- a brand new co op game from Gearbox, and it's stated for holiday 2020, just in time for well, new console launch. Guys, did you happen to see the Godfall trailer? I did. I was impressed by that. Yeah. Trashed. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I, I did, I did like it, but it, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't as impressed with it personally as I was with uh, the Senua. Maybe it's because of I couldn't see the facial expressions because they were wearing armor. Uh, I did like the color to it. I thought it looked like a neat title, but it just I don't know. I I wasn't as like impressed with it. I guess you could say. But that's just me. Anybody else here happen to catch that trailer for Godfall? Everyone was all hung up on the new X Man, the, the announcement. I don't. I don't. Honestly, I called. I said trash, but I didn't see the trailer. Yeah. So, admittedly, yeah, I didn't. It's a brawler. It's an online brawler. It's you know. I mean, it's it's similar to Bleeding Edge um, as far as the game type. It's more like yeah. It's like a looter. It's not yeah. shooting because there's like uh, swords or whatever. Right, right, but like right, Destiny right. with swords, yeah. Right. Um. So I mean, it looks pretty cool. I don't. Gearbox is making it. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. Um. Personally, I think that Sony's uh, not going to have one of their big heavy hitters at launch. Um. Obviously, those games are still coming, but I just think at the, their launch window, they figured let's you know go out with a bang with The Last of Us Two and 
and uh, goes to Tsushima, which they could easily both have delayed them for launch. Um, but you know they're 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 going about it, I think, the right way. So even if they don't launch with a you know something that really shows the system's capabilities, like say Halo Infinite, uh, it's not the end of the world. I'm sure it'll be brought up by people, but um, it, it's still a nice title to have exclusive um, it, yeah. to the platform. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, obviously. I mean, there is a, a few other trailers, a few other games announced, and it's the Game Awards. So obviously, there were all kinds of awards and award winners. So, guys, Game of the Year: Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Well anybody, deserved. I was about to say, well anybody deserved. agree with this? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big Sekiro fan. Granted, I'm a, I'm a Dark Souls fan too, but that game is absolutely amazing. Timmy, you have to play it, Timmy. You're not gonna pass it, but you gotta play it. I got, I, no, I got it. I, I, I honestly, um, you know, judging by the reviews and everything, and just just public perception, I, I think it was a worthy winner. I think if, yeah, if Death Stranding had won, I don't know what would have happened. I mean, personally, I wouldn't <laughs> have complained, but I do think that that might have been a problem if that game had won. So, uh, I was surprised uh, that I, I, I think Sekiro. Uh, Sekiro was the uh, the right choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It was nice to see uh, that title winning. Definitely has an ardent fan base. Uh, won over games like Death Stranding, Control, Resident Evil 2, <clears throat> Smash Bros. Ultimate, The Outer Worlds. So I, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, what else do we got here? Death Stranding won for the best music score. Um... What else? What else? What else? Call of Duty won for Wait, best. There's music in that game. Apparently, <laughs> not just a walking <laughs> simulator, I'm right? I'm just talking shit. I don't you talk shit south music. since when? Nah, never. <laughs> uh, Control won for best art direction. This one I was actually really happy to see for best action game because I played this game. It's a blast. Devil May Cry 5. I was really happy to see that they won. Yeah, it's a great action great game. game. Really good. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. No, uh, really, I mean, it wasn't like a no, no game really smashed it out of the park for uh, awards. It was kind of like drawn like Sekiro and. A death stranding so you know it's kind of even it was kind of nice to see that you know there was no blowout in the awards that was kind of cool which but... one best at multiplayer what was that which one best multiplayer best multiplayer right uh where let me just pull that up in front I was just of making me. sure it wasn't tetris tetris i think it was death that got nominated <laughs> uh best oh apex legends actually Oh, Apex. Oh, okay. Yeah, Apex. Which is interesting. Uh, Destiny actually won for, where is it? Uh, best Community Support. Which, I, I mean, I guess I could see that. Uh, you know, they had uh, some pretty well-received expansions and updates. That's pretty cool. So, guys, overall, what was your impression of the Game Awards? Uh, did you really enjoy it? I give it a 7.10. I think that... Um... Personally, I think that they have to 
it was very good that they got the world premiere with Xbox. That was, I think that was strong, but I think it's too long. I think it should be two hours and a half as opposed to three and a half. Um, so I think that, that that's where they could, could uh, shorten it. And, um, you know, just uh, a lot of commercials. Cut. I, you know, I understand that that's part of the reason how they can fund it. But I just felt like the pacing was just um, a little bit too long-winded. But um, overall, I think they're going in the right direction. Uh, and it was it was big for them. I give them like a 7 to 8 um, because uh, they, they got the big scoop with Xbox. I think without that, um, the show would have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff Keighley wants that to be what the Game Awards are all about, or reveals and just embracing the success of the gaming industry i was really worried that you know excuse my french in this but i was worried it was going to turn into a shit show with um kojima basically doing a cl- clean sweep and uh, jeff Keeley basically creating the biggest controversy you could ever have around an award ceremony is that it's rigged and it was really really good to see i mean like we were all holding our breath at that uh, game of the year reveal and when Sekiro took it I, I was completely like alright yep I, this was a great show there's you know I didn't really have any complaints at all alright all listen right. yeah. Keely needs to go and Phil Spence's feet because oh, yeah, definitely. for that announcement and, and you know Hellblade 2 killer uh, People wouldn't be talking about the the game awards. I'm sorry. I mean, they might be, you know, a little, but the the reveal of Series X and Blue knocked it out of the park. Jeff called Phil and like, thank you, man. I love you. Yeah, man. All right. Now, you know, uh, oh, well, go ahead. Invader. You know, me and Sal game awards and. I, I think we can both say that it's improved from year to year. It's it's a good show. Uh, it gets be- it needs to get better with the on the entertainment side. But Jeff's very passionate again what, about what he does, and I think he does a good job making sure that the creators, the publishers, the creators, the artists, everybody that works on these games uh, gets no you know notice and and you know it's well deserved. Oh, I'm botting a bit, Jeremy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I love. Yeah, the I think the connection is bad all around in this friend. I'm yeah. like, bad, bad. <laughs> I, I just think it's my phone. But uh, the stadium, stadium commercials are uh, kind of funny. Oh my God! Stadia. Oh, <laughs> oh those yeah. Things were, those things are a fantasy, just like the service. Yeah. That was is so I mean, well, the punchline. They should have had that guy from a way out back. That that was the best part a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What did he say about the Oscars? I I can't seem to remember. <laughs> oh my god, he was dropping f bombs in there. Absolutely, yeah. Just now, faces prices. Before we move on, guys, I just like to give a shout out to the chat. Thanks for everyone for joining us. Uh, we got we got. <laughs> Kedrian Hardy, Jago Kukin. Hey, Jago, thanks for joining us, bro. BZ McNasty, Delilah, HD. Hey there, Delilah. Uh, who do we got here? We got Diego. Delilah, Fozzie. What's up, though? Diego. 
Shizno Elite, uh, Born Distracted, lots of cool people in here. Uh, Dreadpool, thanks for joining us. Stick Figure, I saw you join us earlier. Great to have you here, bud. Uh, Z Black Rider, definitely a very lively chat tonight. Thank you, and thank you everyone joining us live. It's always cool to see everybody interacting with us. Uh, now we're going to move on to the next topic. I think we're all Game Awards out at this point, but definitely a very cool show. And I see all the excitement and positivity of Xbox. And I, we cannot wait to hear more about the Xbox Series X, Hellblade 2, and so on. Now, moving along, uh, and Xbox news, it just keeps on churning. And it looks like Xbox Game Studios is going to be expanding yet another one of their acquired studios. On their website, Undead Labs announced plans to open a new studio in New Orleans with a partnered game development academy for potential game developers. So that's pretty cool. And uh, it seems like the plans after the acquisition were to make State of Decay a much bigger and more persistent online game. And that's according to Matt Booty going way back then. Undead Labs, known for State of Decay. And they definitely want to grow it. They want to grow the expansion. Now, guys, what do you think of Undead Labs expansion? Because it seems very encouraging from Xbox Game Studios. So yeah, I'll go, I'll go first. Know. Well, go ahead. You go. You know how you go. So my my issue with Undead Labs is, you know, it's it's twofold. Number one is, you know, what have they done exactly? You know, as far as uh, creating content and and releasing these games, and what have they done? I mean, to me, they really haven't done anything. But I, you know, you see the commitment on Xbox's side. Uh, you know, making sure that these guys have the tools necessary to grow and and to you know to dish out these games. But and it remains to be seen whether or not these guys can handle. Uh, you know, some of the AAA first-party games are coming out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, early on, I, what was it? Um, when Sea of Thieves launched and uh, State of Decay 2 was around the corner, these games were unfortunately known for having some bugs and uh, the content just kind of wasn't there. I know State of Decay 2, unfortunately... It did have some unfortunate bugs. Thankfully, though, they worked on it and they made it into a much better game right now. But I, I totally hear you because State of Decay, the first one, it was a very much loved game on the Xbox 360. And I think people expected more, expected more from Undead Labs. I'm not sure if they had the funding at the time to do what they wanted to do. But this is encouraging to see them expand even more studios to see Undead Labs getting more support that way i think i think they could do a tremendous job with an, a state of decay 3 personally yeah the, i think they got the a lot of people you know you know state of Decay 2 was almost like state of decay 1.5 because um, there really wasn't that much of a leap difference in between the sequel first so well, i wouldn't do you know the new technology, what they can do with, you know, more power, you know, more power. I, I just, I don't know, it just seems like they're, they're kind of uh, handheld a little bit that, you know, let you know, them off the reins a little bit, see what they can really flourish and, and produce. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I just think that they're, they're. 
Uh-oh. Yeah, they were still. Oh. Yeah, they were still like an indie dev at that time, so I don't know how much of the like budget they really got, but I know the guy that made them is uh he's one of the guys that founded Guild Wars, so they have a mm-hmm. at least a direction, you know, comes from a good, pretty good pedigree. Um but hopefully with their new yeah, obviously they're getting some, you know, checks or clearing now, so In- hopefully they have the resources to make their whatever their ambitions are. Is it me or do we have a shit connection tonight? I don't know. I think it's I think we just have a shit connection. It's Jeez. it does seem that way. I mean mine it mine seems fine. Uh shock sounds good. I don't know what's going on with yeah, you. Shock guys. sounds good. Um I did a video on this, shameless yeah, plug, on the state of the internet infrastructure in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, now with what's going on with Undead Labs, first off. The first game was completely under the radar. Um, a lot of people didn't even know about this game. It actually came out on the Xbox 360 arcade. It never, to my knowledge, was ever released on disc until the Xbox One, where they gave you the edition where it came with like all the, the extras and the stuff, and it came out on disc. Um, State of Decay 2 was them having a full-blown launch obviously yes it was like state of decay 1.5 i played both games i enjoyed them there was some stuff that they built on from the first game i enjoyed it i actually did two playthroughs on it Um, it's it's enjoyable from a system based it's a system based game so you know you have system based you know level building etc etc but from a gameplay perspective it's very basic and the yeah, go ahead. And I was just going to say, on, on, uh, now it oh, may yeah. be repetitive, but here's the funny part is that game played better. That game played more as a Walking Dead simulator than any Walking Dead game that had ever been released. And when it's the end of the world, it's almost repetitive. You know, you every single day you get up, you got to go get supplies, this, that, and the other. And you have some events in between that kind of change it up a little bit. Um, that's where they were trying to do something different with the multiplayer. And we all saw that completely, um, was botched, especially with, uh, being peer to peer, the tethering and everything. Um, definitely, right. um, it, it could have been hatched out better, but we could see how, you know, everybody always says that Xbox abandons projects. This just goes to show that Xbox is really trying to embrace this and give it a fighting chance to yeah. try to become a franchise that is going to be console defining because it's not, ex- you know, it's on the Microsoft uh, ecosystem. It's not anywhere else. And it is an experience that is almost one of a kind in the fact that, you know, it's like Grand Theft Auto in some ways, um, you know, going out, getting supplies, taking cars, stuff like that. And I really feel that they can, build it into something great given the right direction now, and now uh, would you would you agree it had a still an indie feel to it oh definitely it, it had an indie feel to it but I, I i happen to get the idea that you know they got to start somewhere and mm. you know we could see microsoft is getting these um i don't want to call them cheap but they're getting these um talented developers that have a lot of what's the word I'm looking for potential. They have a lot of potential to be something great. And, you know, instead of Microsoft going out there and buying these full blown triple a developers, they're going to have a huge price tag behind them. And then they got to go through the fear of, you know, like look at Bioware EA bought Bioware and that, that company is nowhere near what it was before EA bought them. 
Now, whether EA ran them into the ground or everybody just moved on, you know, Microsoft wants to grow a company, not just acquire one and hope that they get the company that they bought. Right. Yeah. I want to read the book like in like 10 years about where and see exactly what went wrong over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that'll be, that'll be an interesting book, article, movie, yeah. something. Unfortunately, <laughs> they don't have enough of those, those, those full stories. They just die. Those, unfortunately, mm-hmm. they just die with it, with whatever story there was. But as far as this is concerned, um, a couple of things of note. Uh, the, Location is um, in New Orleans, so uh, if you haven't been paying attention, Xbox is looking to be kind of like uh, Xbox Game Studios is looking to have a global, um, you know, uh, feel to it. Uh, have mm-hmm. have uh, you know these studios all around the world in different locations. Um, so I think that's really cool. Another thing of uh, of mentioning is, is that they're saying they're opening a second studio. Now, is that a different game, or is that the same game? That 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 that's up in the air. Um, I think that they're definitely moving ahead with State of Decay. Uh, still a popular game. It might not have uh, done as well as as, as uh, Xbox has hoped, and as uh, you know, as much as the fans would have hoped. I think like. I think uh, one person mentioned, I think we were expecting a little bit more. I, I think that that's very true. Um, but uh, one thing of note is, is that I put up a poll and I talked about Timmy, can, can, I, can I ask something real quick? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, like you, you don't know, it, it, it produced as much as they You can use on how much you know, day comes out. If they're really happy with it, and praise it. If, it's, if it comes out as a dud with two months, they just pretty much move on. Yeah, uh, I think he was saying that the, 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 I lost some of his question. Um, but yeah, I think that they're definitely they're putting into this. Um, but one of the big things that, like I said, I put a poll up and uh, the, the um, question was, which studio will have the most impact? And I didn't list them. And Jez Corden of Windows Central, you know, uh, you know the, uh, you know who Jez is. Everyone knows, awesome guy. Um, he said, Undead Labs, and mark, mark, mark my words, or screenshot this. Um, you know, so uh, there, there's big plans. Um, you know they're taking these studios. Even 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 I've heard in Exile, um, you know they're taking these studios and they're they're expanding every one of them. And they're not only they're expanding them, they're they're broadening their you know potential. And you know it's a great thing. It's it's you know I've been following the studios for a long time, and there was a lot. There was a time where people were just like, yeah, we got we got to see the games. You know, this is BS. This, you know, it's gonna be kiddie stuff. Um, but no, I think that they're all creative-led. Xbox is being a facilitator. They're pumping a ton of money into this stuff. Uh, you know, Game Pass is is is, is so big, getting bigger uh, that they they know this. Um, so you know, when we see projects like Bleeding Edge and Grounded, the thing is not to say, "Oh, look what they're doing." This no, the thing is to say. Look, they're actually funding these, and they're also funding another game, and they're also saying that other game's going to be AAA, 
and who knows what else. So they're looking to push these studios to the to the to the upteen tenth as much as they can, and uh, you know make them as big as they can, and uh, the scope of the games as big as they can with 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 how many people that they have. Obviously, uh, you know they, they'll grow the number, but the, you know this is this is really good stuff, and I think people are really starting to notice now that they're they're their business and you know it all points you know people can say why it all points to game pass game pass is just it's it's juggernaut and it just keeps growing and uh you know they'll they, they, they can become a time where game pass is you know almost as valuable as xbox itself you know it's that's how big it's getting you know yep you know so you just you just look at it from the business sense and you can understand why you know, they, they, they understand. Content. There you go, Downer. There's your killer app. Yeah. <laughs> they're it's trying. A... I was just going to finish off with saying they're also trying to grow the developers themselves. I'm talking the individuals at their job. You know, let's just face it. The top the top guys in our industry right now aren't going to be there forever. They're going to move on to other things, eventually retire and all that other stuff that just happens in life. And, you know, they're wanting to grow the next Vince Impala. They're wanting to have the next Kojima. They're wanting to create. Impala. Or what the guy. I, I know I'm having. <laughs> the one guy at Respawn that's running the whole thing that saved the Star Wars franchise. That guy. Yeah, you said his name. His name uh, is Vince. Vince. Oh, whatever, man. You're going to get on me about my connection. You're going to get over here and get on me about my connection. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm waiting for Sony uh, to break into your house and, like, bag hey, you and drag you off. Centurion, <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to get these names right, buddy. I know. I'm just blowing names right? all just night Just say tonight. Frank Zappa. That's okay. <laughs> At any rate, you got what I was talking about, man. <laughs> yeah, no, but just to leech on to that, though, they are really expanding all their studios. In Exile, I think, also has a new studio in um, Louisiana and New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken. So they're definitely uh, having, they're starting to create some hubs here from the looks of it, just from what, how I'm looking at uh definitely in southern california they got a few studios now from what look from what it looks like in new orleans it's it's very very interesting how they're uh, going about this but very healthy too um because if i'm not mistaken uh with state of decay 2 they only had about 50 60 people working on the game at undead labs now i mean i'll be curious to see if they'll be uh doubling the first studio and it, obviously, they're creating this second studio. I mean, that's a lot of manpower involved here. That's a, <laughs> they're really growing these suckers. I gotta say, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with what they're doing. It's uh, I never yeah, it really seems like that. they're like nurturing and like uh, Don, you know Don watering the back. flowers of these new developers. Like some people say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So just it's <laughs> very interesting with Undead Lab. Next gen, way better this time. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Prepared. And then you don't hear, like, the complaints that you heard before about, you know, Xbox just, you know, ruling with an iron fist and, and you know, just demanding crazy demands. You hear more like, hey, we're doing what we want to do, and they're just, you know, loving it, and they're letting us be free. And, you know, even though they're, they're not independent no more, they still feel like they're independent and doing what they want. And that that's that's the beautiful thing about it. 
Well, they they prematurely thought they were in a position of power, which they were in this gaming industry, which there was still the spring chicken and and you know and everybody that creates games between Nintendo and Sega and you know just in general everybody that was creating content at the time. But now I think um, you know they they've ironed out. Uh, all the wrongs that they've written and and they're making things right. Well, humble pie is a a bitter bitter you know piece to swallow. You know what I mean. So like they they really had to go back to the drawing board. And you know anybody that listens to Phil talk, he's like, man, I'm still learning. And you know I have to you know go and and check and look at myself in the mirror and say, hey, what can I do better? What can I you know what have I done wrong? And you know talk to his people and, and get their feedback. You know he he's yeah. always saying, hey, you know yeah, I may be the head of Xbox, but like I'm not the only person you know it it takes a it takes a village to you know create xbox and maintain it and and do everything i think more importantly he listens to the fans so Mm -hmm. well he's definitely a lot more interactive did did jeremy just say that (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, yeah he's uh not being a downer for a change so uh, i guess this really changed him (laughs) i i will say i have been impressed um by how microsoft is with the community you get people yeah. like even when mike Ibarra was there you had mike Ibarra, phil spencer and a number of xbox executives that would come out play games with people socialize um you know we had david preen on here you know and um what was the other gentleman's name i don't want to botch another name help me out Car- here <laughs> Carl oh, better. yeah and uh you know that's really awesome. Like I barely hear anybody from any of the other companies coming out and basically coming out and uh, interacting with the community as much as Microsoft is. It's like they understand well, that well, they, they have a fan base that wants to get to know them. Yeah, but they all they also see the value in it. You know, we're we're sitting here talking about Xbox, and there's people that listen to it, and then they'll tell other people, or they have their own podcast. And I think it's developed into the, I don't want to say uh, virus, but, the, <laughs> but you know, it's a good spreading. thing. It, it's basically, yeah, it's spreading. It's a good thing to where, um, you know, the cultures, even though there's toxic people like it, in it, like myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we know. But um, yeah, but I think it's it. Overall, it's in a good place. Well, you know what? Word of mouth is, I mean, that's where, where it all springs from because, you know, good or bad, people telling each other, hey, this, that, and the other. And people, you know, it, it's like the game of telephone. People, you know, they spread it. Like you said, the virus or whatever, however you want to say it, you know, no matter what you say and your feelings on it, like us on this podcast, you, you don't even know right. how many people, you know, our words touch and, and spreads from there you know, another podcast and, you know, like it, and it starts from the top, like Xbox, you know, the, yep. the, the guys that work there, you know, like, like Centurio was saying, who, what other company does that? None, 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 you know, none, none. In South, you would agree with me on this is the culture changed when Phil took over. Oh and, yeah. And the, you know, we, we were there for the first fan fest uh, yes, in Los Angeles and it immediately cha- it changed overnight, you know, and, and you know, it got better as as it went along, and they still do those th- those things across the world. Now it's across the world, and I think um, moving forward, that's going to be their approach. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, I, I remember the first first interaction I ever had with Phil, you know, when he first got the job and it was his, you know, first E3 as, you know, head of Xbox. And, you know, he was getting mauled by all the fans and everything. And, you know, I was like, you know, I, I was like trying to be too cool. And I just kind of slid up to him and I was like, hey, bro, you're the people's champ. And he looked at me kind of funny and I just walked away. And I don't know why he maybe thought like, damn, this guy just like didn't even give a shit. But like he was cool like that. I didn't feel like he was, you know, somebody like, oh, my God, there's Phil Spencer. You know what I mean? He was just like a regular dude, well, uh, you know, time, just having to be at that. At that time, he was still an unknown. You know, we didn't know what. No, we're no, get he really Phil. wasn't. Remember, he was head of Xbox Studios. Remember, he, he was, but nobody really knew of him. You know, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he wasn't he wasn't a. I guess he wasn't, you know, you're not considering us like hardcore, you know. Yeah, like, but, but he wasn't. But people a, knew. A, I mean, everybody wanted him to take over. But he wasn't a public figure like he is now. Not even close. And right. that was my now point. he's like Third almost like God. Too. He was God stature. Yeah. He was behind now, like Mark Widows. It was even like second in line. Now to yeah. point out, let, let's look at it like this: at the VGAs, the origin, like the the guy who was in charge of Nintendo before this Bowser individual was in charge. Everybody recognized him, but like, let's look at it now. Can you name if a Nintendo executive or a PlayStation executive came out on stage at the video game awards, they would have to be announced for people to know who they are. Phil Spencer walked out on stage and people knew automatically who that person was. Yeah. And Nintendo, they, they've shuffled the guard a little bit. You know, Phil, um, Reggie's not there anymore. My, Miyamoto's like in the shadows. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where this industry changes, obviously like, like our family members kind of, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it changes overnight. It really does. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's the good thing is that we have the steady hand and Phil who's, you know, learning from the mistakes and, you know, like, you know, the whole, the whole thing is changing. You know, I, I like I said, I would have never thought that he would, you know, shown the next xbox at the vgas like you you normally you know save that for e3 or you know their little reveal that you know february march whenever the hell they do it but to show it at the vgas that that took guts but it was perfect mm-hmm. it was perfect but i think you now he really can just yeah. sorry shock oh no i was gonna say what makes me feel really good about that is if they showed that off now <laughs> Then they must have be pretty confident for this coming E3 with like the probably the games or software they're going to show off. Well, if I can add on to that just real quick, I'm wanting to say one of the reasons why they probably showed that off is because we all see how, for some reason, developers have just gone willy nilly out of their damn mind, put putting pictures of the PS5 dev kit all over the internet. <laughs> it just seems like in a, uh, uh, no discuss an NDA no longer matters to anybody. It's just like, Oh, we'll just post this all over Twitter. Cause good luck on trying to find the guy who did it. And I think um, Xbox wanted to jump out in front of that. And they wanted people to be, be prepared for what this console is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the dev kits don't reflect the actual. Uh, you know, they don't no. reflect it, but I'm gonna say right now, <clears throat> it, it, in a way, almost does because look at the PS5 dev kit. The vents on that thing, regardless if it's still in the same shape or not or whatever, you know, they could put that thing in a bright pink plastic box. 
all I'm getting at is just by looking at the amount of venting alone on that dev kit just lets you know the amount of heat that is involved in the equipment that's inside that. And yeah. I think I think uh, Xbox is, do, you know, handling it in a much better way. They're making it look very they're making it look more pleasant on the eyes than something that looks like a radiator. Yeah, I would agree. There's some truth to that. Mm -hmm. Guys, I'm going to move this along. Well, well, remember remember the Xbox. Oh, yeah, remember the Xbox, their dev kits, uh, the Xbox One, they, how they, they, they you know, messed the, uh, like the checkers and stuff like that. But they were still looked just like the, the production kits. So, you know, you never know what, what the, the, you know, dev kits look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm going to move this along, guys, to the next topic. And there was a big announcement uh, a few days ago as well. Uh, again, a lot of, lot of news coming out this past week. And it looks like a major exclusive uh, for Sony that has been with Sony since about the first PlayStation, going back to, a, I believe, 1997, if I'm not mistaken, MLB The Show, the baseball game, is going to be going multi-platform to both the Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. And it's, it, it was making the rounds like crazy. Guys, what are your thoughts on this? Because that's, that's a pretty big exclusive uh, going multi-platform. Can it, I so, it probably won't go to the Xbox One, but it'll definitely go to the Series X. Yeah. I, I so in now nah, you go first. In 2019, uh, MLB the show, you know, they sh it showed serious growth, you know, for a, a sports simulation title. Uh, now I don't know for sure, but the franchise I believe is sold over a couple million copies to date. Uh Sony's already signed a multi-year deal through 2021 i believe but now it's just speculation since uh that you know it's there's been no formal details coming through but sony could still hold the distri distribution rights i'm not sure under the sony banner or uh you know the multi-year deal that they signed uh we'll see these games coming out probably to 2021 i'm guessing but you see on social media these sony fanboys just Losing their shit over a baseball game. Like, really, guys? They, they don't even imagine? play. They don't even fucking yeah. play it. Can you imagine what will happen when some of their first uh, you know, their first party games like Horizon Zero Dawn make their way to PC, which it probably is. You know, to be fair, we react the same way mm -hmm. uh, when Xbox game gets announced, uh, when it goes multi-plat. You guys remember the shitstorm that we dealt with on <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. So um oh, console exclusive or, or Xbox exclusive. Oh man. Yeah. yeah, you know the wording, everybody's so confused. But no, yeah. like you're saying, I, I you know, I think MLB is the one the driving force behind this because they looked at the the like for instance the Madden. Hey, if Madden can, you know, be made by one yeah developer and be on multi-platinum you know i mean multi you know platforms why why can't we as you know major league baseball and sony no we make this this is our gem no why 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 are we gonna you know put it on other you know platforms okay well then we'll just take the license away and we'll give it to ea and let them make it multi-platform oh hell no say so, you know well, and then think about it well again, you're gonna make money twofold you're gonna you're gonna sell it to the other platforms plus your own, 
And then the microtransaction to go along with that. So you're just going to make money hand over fist because mm-hmm. from the rumors are that Sony barely breaks even when they make the MLB games. Well, again, uh, guys, so, it's practically like I mean, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, ahead, Centurion. Centurion had right. something to say. Now, go first, ahead. before I give out what uh, at least the end, does anybody remember the podcaster that um, kind of like used the kid that was involved in the uh, adaptive controller commercial and he used it as a very bad joke and he got called out for it? I remember Boomstick getting into an argument with him. David oh, yeah. Jaffe? I remember David that. Jaffe. That was the guy. Mm. Okay, so he came out, and he also, at least this is the where the he's not He's not a podcaster, David Jaffe. <laughs> uh, okay, fine, a loudmouth, whatever. <laughs> um, at least it looked like... You know he's podcast. the creator of God of War, right? Yes, I do remember. Yeah, he's the creator of God of War. That I, did, I didn't want to put that out there because I wasn't sure until you just obviously uh, made that fact for me. But um, <laughs> so at any rate, he came out and said that MLB had gotten contact with the major league baseball had gotten contact with Sony. And if we look at every sports franchise out there, FIFA Madden um, hell, even wrestling games, they're making all this money as a multi-platform as a multi-platform game, multi-console game. And obviously MLB has been held back by the fact that they're exclusively on PlayStation and have been for 20 plus years. And now MLB came out and uh, according to him, that they basically gave PlayStation an ultimatum. They either start going multi-plat with this uh, game or they're going to pull the contract from them and give it to EA. And we all know EA are the guys that take every sports franchise and make it multi-plat. So it was going to go multi-plat, whether people wanted it to, whether Sony wanted it to, didn't want it to. It was going to go multi-plat no matter what. Obviously, though, Sony... The most profitable department in Sony right now is PlayStation, and that game, regardless of its popularity, it has microtransactions in it, and that is a source of income for PlayStation and Sony. And so, therefore, just to completely throw that away, to stick to your guns of like, no, we're the keepers of the sacred garden of exclusivity, they were like, no, we'll just do what we got to do because we want to keep that money rolling in. And the plus side is from it going multi-plat, that's going to be even more money rolling in because now you're going to be getting revenue from newer sources. So I, I don't see why. Isn't that what well, I just said? Not, 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 yeah, not only that, is Sony's going to slap their name on it. They already have the, the multi-year deal through the 2021. So they might have the distributing rights. I'm not sure. Oh, dude, I'm pretty sure Sony got cranky is it, when isn't gonna like, the Microsoft weird? Studios logo was on uh, Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have been inquiring, oh, hey, you know, is this a confirmed thing or not? <laughs> well, I mean, MLB said it was coming to additional consoles. So, I mean, there's only so many additional consoles it can go to, right? Well, and- Phil, Phil retweeted it. And uh, Larry and so did Herb, Nintendo, so did Nintendo. So. Uh, Major yeah. so Nelson here, but additional consoles. We so we still don't know the details behind it. Is it signed through Sony through 2021, or are they going to have the distribution distribution rights? Meaning Sony's going to slap their name on it. We don't know until the details come out. Mm-hmm. So well, considering it's made by yeah, Sony well, Studio, I, I think right? it's so. Yeah, and I think it's a little bit too late because you know. 2020 is coming out in what a few months it's too late to port it to xbox or, or nintendo now so that's why they keep yeah. saying 2021 so they can they have a whole year to you know port it and, and build it to the engine so so the thing about sports titles is if you look at titles like madden 
No, Madden doesn't grow its audience. You have a core group of people that just they buy Madden and they play Madden twenty four seven, and that's all they do. And Phil uh, and uh, Tim can attest to this. So, you know, Madden sells X amount of copies. I don't, I forgot how much it is, like fourteen million copies. How many how many copies does Madden sell again? Anybody know? Oh <laughs> Truckloads. Hold on, I'll look it up. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, they're not growing their audience. There's not that many. And the same goes for the show. So, you know, on PlayStation. Yeah, granted, there's people that go and they buy a PlayStation just so they could play the exclusive baseball game that Sony had. But, you know, that's why they want to branch out, uh, you know, and make more money off it. You get all these these marketing deals and, and, um, you know, sponsorships and stuff like that with these sports titles. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because the press release says the historic expansion of the longstanding partnerships will bring MLB The Show for the first time ever to additional console platforms beyond PlayStation platforms as early as 2021. So it's interesting. Not this year, but... Uh, now, does that mean the... Uh, well, I don't know how they do their numbers like Madden. It'll be like... It's interesting. Not this the year like whatever your year you're in it's always the year after so i didn't know if they meant by like mm. next year's version but i'm thinking of madden years and not like yeah i think it's late in the game there. for for this mm-hmm. year yeah yeah it seems to be that way but still i mean that that's uh you know that's pretty big for it to go uh multiplat again i wonder who is uh pulling the strings behind the scenes there i mean that's that's good though i mean Obviously, uh, Sony has to play ball there. That's that's very interesting. No pun intended there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, guys, I, th- I think they were they had to. They had no choice. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And again, it's interesting because there have been fans behind the scenes talking to Phil and other uh, Xbox higher ups about MLB. You know, about not so much MLB the show, but having sports games featured. Right? You know, bringing a baseball game or something. People have been kind of craving that. So they're answering you right there again. It's kind of nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. But anyways, guys, we're going to move on. Probably the last uh, topic uh, we'll get into this. Halo Reach is finally available for the Master Chief Collection. And it's pulling in some very impressive numbers for a game that's almost, what, 10 years old? <laughs> yeah, and during its first week, it had, I can't believe this, about 3 million players across PC and Xbox, if I'm not mistaken. And it's also the highest ranking debut for an Xbox Game Studios game on Steam, previously held by Gears 5, which released uh, what, a couple of months back. So very, very impressive stuff. So it looks like PC players really want to play some Halo. Are you guys impressed by the draw of Halo Reach that's getting across the board? I'm not impressed. The Master Chief Collection is an amazing, it's an amazing pro- uh, product. I think it's uh, you know underappreciated just how much content you get for the you know just inside that one game or games I should say. Uh, it has by far the best like multiplayer experience you could find on any system, bar none. Um, you know, it cross. What what does it have? Like 120 multiplayer maps, 67 campaigns, or something like that. Missions. 
I mean, people, why aren't more people playing this game? You know, because it's a lot of game for your dollars. You know, you get one, two, three, Halo Reach. Um, you know, um, you get the uh, well, ODST. Well, remember, when it, when it first came out, it was broken. And they, I mean, they've yeah. worked on it since day one. And how long has it it's been out? Four years now? And they've yeah, worked on years. it every single day, you know, and, and continue to. So, I mean, you got to give hat, hats off to that. So it's a lot of right when I, yeah. yeah, right when I found out it was going to be a topic of the show, I went back to play it. And again, the multiplayer experience is amazing. You know, there's nothing like it. You have the iconic Halo maps. You have the gameplay. And it's to me, if that's the only game you played, uh, you have a lot of game. You know, like I said, you have all those ha- the Halo games and the multiplayer. So. Mm-hmm. Now to interject here, I I'm not sure if the PC players on Steam. I don't think they have all the games in the collection. I actually think they're they're rolling out they the game uh, separately. I think Reach is the the launch game for the Steam version. If I'm not correct, that's correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, it's pulling in some pretty. It's doing pretty well, regardless. I mean, it was top on Steam for uh, purchases for a while on PC, and it still did that. Yeah, million on on Steam, just Steam alone. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, that's what I mean, man. Like, I mean, for the collection, yeah, that's great. But I mean, for Reach to get this kind of. to get this kind of, uh, of attention or to kind of reach. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it just, it shows you the power of halo. Like halo still yeah. has a name. It'll be interesting well, to look- do it or to see how the, uh, um, what are you, I'm trying to lose word there, uh, how they're going to roll it out. They're going to roll out a halo probably every few months. I'm thinking. So yeah, I think they're going to see how each one does it leading up to infinite. I think they're, gonna build up the, i think uh, you know, i think they said every month it was coming out i'm not sure okay. every month the game's yeah, gonna come out so, so once this is gonna be a, a multiplayer powerhouse people are gonna be playing this game all leading up to halo 6 so i think it's they made a good move uh, bringing it to pc and like i said it, it cross it's crossing over six games 120 iconic multiplayer maps uh and 67 campaign missions we're gonna get that kind of game for for 60 bucks or whatever how much it's gonna cost it just goes to show how popular the halo franchise is still to this day it set the bar when it comes to first person shooters when it originally came out and you know everybody always makes that joke oh xbox is gears four is a halo gears four is a halo well Obviously, people are still craving that Halo experience, and that experience is still not pretty much available on other platforms because somehow, some way, the cards hit just right that the Halo Master Chief um, whole franchise in itself just kind of fired on all cylinders and was able to captivate people, and it still does to this day. And if you look at it, if you turn it on now, if you turn it on now, the the end product is very polished oh dude uh, the master chief collection i've been playing the remasters especially like halo 1 and halo 2 where they completely went in and redid them i mean there's yeah. some witchcraft there oh yeah absolutely but you look at now w- between where they were when they initial the uh, the initial launch between now uh and then 
it's night and day. I mean, it's it's such a polished product, and the servers are working, and, and there's a lot of people playing, and there's just a lot of value in, in that game. So, I, I you know, I, I suggest you guys download that game again, whatever you got to do, and, and uh, let's let's go. Let's mm-hmm. go battle. You know what? Yeah. We got to get a TXR uh, game night going on for that sometime. Yeah. Well, we, Dude, we that has been on my that, console gotta, since day we one. Gotta do it. But, you know, <laughs> to, to me, to me, um, what this says is obviously PC gamers have wanted this for the longest time. It's very smart that they're releasing on Steam. PC gamers do not mess with the Windows um, storefront still to this day. There's still issues. Um, but one of the things I think this says is that when Halo Master Chief Collection came out, it had all of its problems, and it kind of it, it kind of dampened that launch because everyone was excited yeah. about it. And yep. then the next year, you had Halo Five, which was probably one of the worst in the series if you go by campaign, and people were a little bit getting you know you, you get a little bit uh, you know burnt out. You had Halo Four in 2012. So yep. uh, the, the Halo franchise was getting a little bit, as they say, uh, say long in the tooth. But with, with video games, if you go away for a certain uh, game for a certain amount of time, and this is going to be now five years when Halo Infinite drops, uh, people do come around. And, and I think that uh, right now that Halo Infinite is in a prime position to really do very well at the launch of... Uh, 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 Scarlet and um, you know the new next generation systems. Uh, it's just a matter of them. Uh, you know they have to get this right. You know uh, yeah. they, they have over seven hundred people working on this with contractors since I would say last year or it was this starting this year um, at the start of the year. I remember hearing the number was seven hundred with contractors. That's insane. You got a really big production here. Um, you can't mess it up, though. And uh, they have a slam dunk ready. You know, it's it's everything is set up for them. If they really put out a good game, Halo is going to be really back up there, and it's it's yeah. gonna, it's going to show its worth. And going back to the Halo Two launch, I remember that launch, and it was the highest grossing entertainment, uh, you know, gross in history. And I believe they did like $186 million in a single day. And that was, that's, that was what Halo did, breaking, breaking all kinds of records. So hopefully they get a chance to do that again with the launch of Halo 6 or Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they've been Halo for whatever reason. It just it has that that name that brand recognition and people are really drawn to it even to this day i remember i remember the launch for halo 3 like it was yesterday like everybody it was midnight launch everybody was excited yeah. tv crews were out i remember being filmed outside a future shop dude the GameStop i was at they had the police out there to maintain order at that halo oh, 3 launch yeah. oh yeah <laughs> oh it was just it was it was like a phenomenon back then like everybody was talking about it. i remember the multiplayer rooms were filled. The lobbies, all, all the trash talking. It was it was monumental back then. Oh, oh I have so many uh, good memories from Halo Three. Even Reach, Reach was uh, pretty you awesome know, too. Halo was a part of pop pop, uh, pop culture, and it's not like that anymore. 
Um, I think uh, ever since Bungie, you know, obviously, you know, went, went to Activision and stuff like that. But hopefully uh, 343 finally gets things together where, you know, something that, you know, we could appreciate and they do a good job with it. You know, I think they're, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I will argue up and down all day with whoever wants to debate it uh, very professionally that Halo 3 put gaming on the map. Like you were saying, news was out there. Mm. And I mean, like the world had never seen an event like that where people were literally lined up outside game stores as if this was like the next Star Wars movie that was getting ready to be released in theaters. I mean, it had never been seen before. And at that time, releasing a game at midnight was something that not Did, you meant heard you, of. Now you meant Halo Two, right? Not Halo Three. Well, for me, Halo Three. Halo. Sadly, um, I was uh, a lot younger during Halo Two, and my dad. Now, here's the thing: yeah. if you know anything about Arizona, uh, where I grew up, was literally a half hour. I mean, it was an hour drive to the store that would do these launches. So I wasn't able to be there for Halo 2 and therefore it, it kind of like one of those things where like I don't even know if the news was involved in Halo 2. I didn't hear much about it. Um, all I knew is that I had to get Halo 2. I had to get my hands on it. I remember the popularity of it. Yeah. And I eventually got an Xbox with Halo 2. I traded some things with my friend to actually get his Xbox because he could just get another one. He was that kind of person. Uh, but with Halo 3... I remember I was like, I need to be there for the launch for Halo 3. And I drove myself up there, stood in line. And I mean, it, it was insane. Even the, the cops that were uh, maintaining order because we were chatting with them while we were in line. We're just like, this is they, they were like, this is unreal. We have never seen something like this around a video game. Uh, well, after that, it was GTA uh, San Andreas. That was great. That was a crazy launch. I remember that one, too. Oh, dude. Yeah. I remember like Grand Theft Auto. Like, it was, that's why I'm saying like people had never really thought that game releases would rival um, like movie releases yeah, the and, movies, uh, and yeah. other stuff like that. Like at that time, people would stand in line to see a movie, not stand in line to play a video game. And yeah, now all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's like it's an everyday experience. You go to E3, people will wait in line three, four hours just to, to get a game for 15 minutes. Yeah, well, those days are gone now with the digital era. Uh, no more waiting in line for till midnight. It's now it's waiting to your game to unlock until nine o'clock or midnight or eleven o'clock or whatever. Yeah. Or screw up your Xbox by resetting the region. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so true though. Trick. I think the last uh, launch I went to, last midnight launch, was actually for the Xbox One. So <clears throat> very very telling. Yep. All right, guys. I think that we'll be calling it a night. Definitely, we covered a heck of a lot of topics. And you know what? I'm already looking forward to next week because there's still so much to cover in the gaming news to talk about that we haven't covered yet. As always, a massive thank you to everyone that listens in and rocks out with us every Sunday night. Of course, we got uh, Patman Jones who dropped in, Michael Monkey Punch, Z Black Rider still rocking out with us, Jago. Uh, we got iMill, great show. Oh, thank you, buddy. We really appreciate that. Dreadpool again. Again, lots of people here. 
Thank you very much for joining in. And again, I highly suggest checking out last week's show, our interview with Ori and the Will of the Wisps game director, Thomas Mahler. Lots of interesting little tidbits there and a very fun show to say the least. Anyways, on to the outros. Centurion, my man, awesome talk tonight. Where can everybody follow you? Oh, you can always find me on twitter youtube and xbox live at centurion 1307 feel free to always give me a sub follow hit me up on xbox i'm a very friendly guy um i'm also on here with you guys every sunday on the txr podcast i also uh join saltiest gaming on thursdays on tg uh saltiest gaming podcast and um Oh, wow. Brain fart. And on Saturdays with PTK Blam and the rest of the crew on the shop podcast. All right. All right. Good stuff. Shock, my man. Good thoughts tonight. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can uh, find me at, on Twitter uh, at Shock Nero. Uh, easy Shock on uh, Xbox Live. But uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by. All right. All right. Good stuff. Jeremy, again, welcome back to Xbox. Loving the room there. Where can everybody find you? You'll find me on Twitter at Lone Master Who. Uh, and that's it. Nice. Nice. Uh, Tim, again, great talk tonight. Happy to see your excitement. Uh, unfortunately, I know that uh, you were dropping in and out because uh, of the connection. Yeah. Where can yeah, no. everybody follow the Xbox? Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh... You can find me um, over at uh, Twitter at uh, uh, xCloud Tim Dog. Uh, that's also my Xbox Live name. Uh, hit me up. Uh, thanks for everyone that stuck in through the whole show. You guys are the best. Thanks for the panel for for you know keeping it up. Uh, just looks <clears> like <throat> I guess if you're on a phone, it's tough with uh, sometimes with this. So, um, but I had no choice tonight. But. Uh, just want to thank everyone and thank the fans. And I saw the comment of Dianaro. Uh, yes, I remember that you were OG member. And uh, everyone else, thanks a lot. Definitely, definitely. Good words there. Yeah, he's been there since the very beginning. I remember uh, some of the earlier shows, you know, watching as a fan and uh, definitely keeping this show trucking. Uh, what else we got here? Obviously, uh, Southbound has some connection issues, but uh, he had a really wonderful show. Megatron wasn't uh, feeling very well. He had to uh, tune off early on, but it was it's obviously great having Megatron on. And of course, I'm Invader. You guys can find me on my YouTube channel, Invader Gaming, and on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Again, guys, it's been a blast, and we'll catch you next week. Peace out, fellas. Have a good Peace. night.